Welcome to the Sports Nuts Sports Betting Zone Podcast with Kenny White. Brought to you by Kenny White Sports and the PowerRatings.com. I've got Mike in the studio with me, Randall on the line and Kenny on the line. Mike, say hi. Randall, say hi. How you guys doing? How's it going? And Kenny White on the line with me too, Kenny. I hope you're having a good day. I had a really good weekend in football, and I just want you to know that. Uh, week two NFL schedule is here. Question for you is, what do you expect in any return to normalcy? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, hope not, because I love it. Uh, the more upsets, the better. Uh, I don't think we are going to see that. Uh, this is going to be, I said for, for months, the college football, this would be the year of the upset. And it's led right over to, to the NFL now. On week one, unpredictable, uh, underdogs cashing. And then, you know what, week two is, it's overreaction week where everybody's going to overreact to what they saw in week one. Yeah, I'm about ready to overreact because Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback in fantasy football. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one to swallow. Uh, no, no one saw that coming, obviously. Uh, that poor of a performance. But you know what? It is the NFL, and things can change quickly. Aaron Rodgers had such a great career. Let's don't knock him down for one game. <laughs> oh, I know. I agree with 100%, but the problem is is I lost to Randall. But anyway, Randall has a question for you, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny, so you actually just alluded to it with the uh, overreaction of Week 2, which is actually probably one of my favorite uh, weeks to bet in the NFL outside of Week 1 and all the hype that, you know, leads into the NFL season from the summer. So what do you see as the biggest overreaction uh, takeaway from week one and a game that we might be able to look at um, to bet just based on that overreaction? I've got my opinion on a couple games, but I was just curious uh, of yours. Yeah, I think the biggest overreaction may be the uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, playing Sunday night football up against a very good Bears defense. They just look like we could just anoint them the Super Bowl champs, how good they looked. And people are going to remember that. Uh, the week one lines were uh, uh, shorter of where they're at now. Uh, the, the early look lines, let me see where they were at, minus three. Uh, after that game, now we're seeing fours, maybe four and a halfs on the Rams this week. So that's the one game I think has uh, moved the most so far. Okay. All right. Mike, Mike has a question for you now. Well, uh, I want to know, based off of what we've seen in week one and a little bit into last year, you know, the NFC West has always been known to be a tough division. Do you consider them the toughest division in football right now? Uh, sure they are. Uh, they are top to bottom, the best the best division in football. Uh, all four teams um, are above average football teams. That's that's hard to find when you get a division that good. And I knew this division was that good, uh, doing my power ratings and coming up with all four teams, um, 100 or better, which 100 is my average rating. That that very rarely ever happens. You look at the NFC East, uh, only, this, only the, well, the Dallas Cowboys actually had over 100 and Washington over 100, but those two teams barely over. But yeah, and well-coached. This is a very well-coached division. Uh, Sean McVay does a great job. Shanahan, uh, we know Pete Carroll in, in Seattle. And now Cliff Kingsbury actually looks like Arizona may have made a good hire. So this is going to be a great division, a lot of fun all year long. So that leads into my question, which is, Cards, Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers, they all look tough. 
Can all four make the playoffs? Can they all four make the playoffs with this expanded wild card? Yeah, I'm sure that's never happened before. Uh, but now with the expanded wild card, yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, the the only problem is there will be a little cannibalization between themselves within the division, and if they all knock each other off, uh, that gives each other four losses that they normally would not have had. So that that does hurt a little bit their chances of all four making. And I'm going to say one will not make it. All right, we are the Sports Nuts Sports Betting Zone podcast with Kenny White, brought to you by Kenny White Sports and ThePowerRatings.com. Kenny, tell our listeners what ThePowerRatings.com entails. ThePowerRatings.com is the updated power ratings for each team. The power rating gives you a number for how good a team is. And in college and the NFL, I've made it simple for you. 100 is the average rating. So when you see somebody that's rated a 125, they're 25 points better than the average college team. Somebody who's an 85 rating is 15 points below average. And if those two teams played tomorrow on a neutral field, very simple. You just do the math. The 40-point difference between the two, that would be the betting line. That's the suggested betting line, what I think it should be. So you can use those numbers then to base off what the actual line is. So if that game, uh, the betting line was 31, you'd want to lay the 31 and know that uh, your team is supposed to win by 40. Uh, there's updated projections already on the website that each game is graded out in a projected final score for each game. Also projected wins for each team for the entire season. We'll be adding uh, new uh, features each week. Uh, next week we'll be adding in pace of play and uh, how fast each team snaps the football in, in between plays for, for college and the NFL. Wow, that's cool. And how? what kind of cost can we expect for something like that, Kenny? That's got to be a lot of money, right? Uh, yeah, well, you would think so. Nineteen ninety-nine a month is uh, all we charge. And you get the NFL and college. We'll be adding the NBA, NHL, and college basketball to that for the same price once those sports start. So you'll get the updated power ratings and updated projections for all of those leagues and all those teams. That's fantastic. You know, I'm a big hockey fan, and so is Mike. So maybe that'll help me with my hockey bets. All right, so let's move on to some more questions for you here. College football uh, surprises from last week at all? (laughs) Yeah, I would say maybe Oregon's upset over Ohio State. That was a surprise. Their best player, Kayvon Thibodeau, did not play. Uh, He's a three-point player on on one of the rare players in college football, non-quarterback, that's worth that much. So Oregon really looked good. That's going to help their chances in the Pac-12. Oregon, if they can run the table, maybe they get a shot at the college football playoff. Uh, The Iowa-Iowa State game, Iowa wins 27-17. But again, the offense does absolutely nothing. (laughs) 2.9 yards of play. Iowa State averaged 4.8 yards of play in the game. So out gaining their opponent by almost two yards of play, but losing the game. Uh, Florida State, you know, football is such an emotional, uh, emotional game. And you have your ups and downs. And Florida State uh, had their big game against Notre Dame where they celebrated the life of Bobby Bowden. They take the game to overtime. They lose. And then they got to go play Jacksonville State. And they were not ready whatsoever. Nothing left in the tank. Notre Dame. 
Uh, they, they barely squeaked by Toledo. That was a surprise. And then not a surprise for me, it's about time it finally happened. I've been saying it for, for three years now. When is Clay Helton going to be fired? Because he has <laughs> no idea how to coach college football. And finally, it took a whooping uh, from Stanford uh, over USC to get that to finally happen. So, yeah, a lot happening in college football this past weekend. All right, let's talk power ratings in college football, okay? Arkansas, Florida, Oregon, they move up, but Ohio State, Texas A&M, which Texas A&M struggle, I realize they had a quarterback get hurt. They kind of hold their rankings. How, how does that work, Kenny? Well, in the when they were talking about the AP poll, and it's a popularity poll, uh, it really takes a loss. I mean, even if a team plays poorly, they will not drop down very far. Uh, it, it's it's all about wins and losses, which I don't really agree. And I agree it, it, it should be about overall talent. Um, Texas A&M's lost their starting quarterback, but they've got a backup in Zach Calzano that's uh, just as good. So there was no drop-off for them. Uh, they just I thought they were overrated from the get-go. They played two poor games to start the season, but again, They've probably been very vanilla because the teams they've played, they know they have not had to show uh, their true colors and their true offenses yet. So that'll be interesting to see when they play somebody good. Um, Ohio State, uh, another team that I felt uh, was maybe a little overrated coming into the season. Their win total was 10 and a half. Uh, I think it was 11, actually 11. I went under 11 wins. That was one win total. I can't lose that one now just after two weeks. So it's <laughs> nice to get that upset. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a... You don't want to be have knee-jerk reactions to teams right. um, and, and knock them too far this early in the season. Because, again, teams, look at Oregon. Oregon struggled with Fresno, and then they beat Ohio State. And we see that all the time. San Diego State struggled against New Mexico, who's a horrible team. And then they come up with a big game, and they win their next game. BYU struggled with Arizona. Then they beat Utah. And then that's the way college football is. You just got to... You have to have a good feel for each team and how hard they played that day and what they wanted to show. So this leads me to the last two questions, and we're going to combine them here. With the amount of upsets in college football, do you see this trend continuing, and how is this going to affect betters like myself across the country? Well, yes, the upsets, I've been saying it for, for two months. This is going to be the year of the upset. It's going to be the greatest year in college football history. We have not yet even cracked the surface of how many upsets there will be. I'm talking top 10 teams being upset and knocked out this year. I, I have a feeling there will be no undefeated teams come college football playoff time because of the upsets this year. And that's going to affect betters. Yeah, but most betters like to bet the favorite. There was an old joke we used to have, and we used to make the uh, – East-West All-Star game uh, at LBSC. This was the Las Vegas Sports Consultants. We made the betting line for 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 the all of the casinos in Nevada, and we'd make that East-West game. We came out with a pick'em, and one of the guys says, "Well, you can't send it out pick'em because then the betters won't know who to bet on." <laughs> if you make one of a minus, if you make one of a minus one, that is who they're going to bet. It doesn't matter, and you can dictate who they're going to bet just by making that team the favorite. So, uh, the betters are going to bet those favorites no matter what. And you got to be very careful though this year. Look for underdogs. That's the way to go. Okay. And uh, you know what? I got it. One actually, I said one final question. I got to go one more here. Overs, unders. Man, I can't figure out how to bet these things. 
You know, that's the best value in the sports book. And I tell people it's very, it's just common sense. If you go to the betting window and you ask to bet on Oklahoma and Texas, uh, I want to bet, I want to bet on Oklahoma and I want to bet 20,000 or 30,000. Will you take that bet? Yes, we'll take that bet. And then yes, I want to bet 30,000 on the total. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. We don't take that much. How about if we give you, how about if we give you 3,000 on that total? Maybe 5,000. So they take about, um, you know, about 25%, 20, 25% of what they would, on a total, what they would take on a game. Why? Because they never beat totals. It's been 30, 40 years now that books have never been able to show a profit booking under and overs in almost every single sport because they're so volatile and they move because of different information and weather and strategy. And that is one thing the books have problems with. So that's where I've always told people to zero in on totals. And that's why you're going to see my pace of play showing up in the powerratings.com next week, where you'll be able to see the fastest teams in the country. Those are the teams you want to play over. And the teams that are the slowest teams in the country, those are the teams you want to play under. And there was some amazing ones this past week that uh, their numbers, how slow they played. Kansas State in particular took almost 39 seconds in between plays. They've used every second of the play clock, every single play. Hmm. Wow. What great information. All right, folks, that takes care of this week's edition of the Sports Nuts Sports Betting Zone with Kenny White. Don't forget, we're on Spotify, soon to be on iTunes and Google. We'll see you next week.